Hey everyone, welcome to Miles Covered, a podcast about road construction for road construction people. My name is Royal and I will be your host. On today's podcast, we're joined by Blake Phillips. Blake works at H&E Equipment based out of Florida, so he services all of the Southeast region, so Florida, Georgia, and that, that territory. Blake has been with H&E Equipment for quite some time, and he handles business development for them, so he's seen the changes that H&E has gone through and what his customers have needed and what they need today and what they will need in the future. So it's a very interesting conversation to hear about the industry from Blake's perspective. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Blake. As a way of getting started, why don't you tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about, about who you are and, and, and what you do. All right. Um, yes, I'm Blake Phillips and I work for H&E Equipment. Um, I've been with them for the past two years and I've been in the industry for about eight years. And what I do is, is meet with construction companies and general contractors as well as the subcontractors and find out what sort of equipment needs they have. You know, if they own something, uh, we can go work on their machines or if they don't have what they need, uh, we rent it by the day, week and month. Um, I've made a lot of friends that way. It's, it's one of the best jobs in the world, I think, because I can go out and meet people. And, you know, my customers have become some of my closest friends over the years. Yeah. And uh, being able to see something start to finish without having to do the hammering or the nailing is uh, rewarding. And, <laughs> and get dirty, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's really neat. And I've uh, been blessed to have some good training from when I started. Um, eight years ago in the industry with my old company to uh, really know the ins and outs of construction and, and what machines can help you get the job done the fastest. Um, so, you know, from driving around to job sites to being in offices, um, really getting high, deep and wide is something that I like to call, um, you know, know the guys that are running the machines to project managers to the owners that are making those decisions on, you know, purchasing new equipment for their fleet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're based out of, uh, out of Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm based out of Atlanta. We moved up here in January and uh, covered the Southeast. Okay. So yeah, Florida, yeah, so you, Georgia, South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. So you just moved to Atlanta. I mean, just recently. Then. Yeah, we did. And then, um, you know, it rained It said they got more rain in Seattle or more rain in Atlanta than they have in Seattle. So it was just nothing but rain until, <laughs> you know, Corona hit. And then they're like, okay, you can stay home now. So we really haven't experienced all the stuff. And we moved by the Brave Stadium uh, wanting to go to those games. And yeah. it doesn't look like that'll happen this year. Yeah, right, so, right. Um, but, you know, we're excited. And, you know, I've met a lot of cool people uh, from, you know, Sammy's previous relationships and my relationships through people from college and stuff like that have, you know, moved out in different parts of Atlanta. So, um, yeah, we're excited to be here and you know, meet um, new contractors and, and companies and help H&E grow and, you know, help small companies become larger companies through effective equipment. Yeah. So yeah, yeah absolutely. We're excited about it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. What inspired you to get into the construction equipment industry or, or how, how'd you get into that? Yeah. So um, when I was in school, I always liked doing stuff outdoors. 
and um, did environmental science at Florida State. And was like, no, I want to work outside. And was thinking about forestry or something until I found out how much somebody in forestry actually makes. <laughs> and uh, I went to a job fair and uh, linked up with this company called Neff Rental. And they told me, you know, you can go make six figures two years in if you work really hard, you do what you're supposed to do and, uh, you know, embrace yourself and the culture and, um, go out there and meet people. And, uh, they thought I had the right personality. I said, that sounds pretty cool. And, um, you know, you can go, you know, talk of toys, but as an adult, so being around big equipment and being able to run it a little bit or knowing the ins and outs now, so I can help people that are having problems operating it, but also not having to be running the machine eight hours a day and having a little bit more freedom to, um, you know, plan my own day. It's, it's helped me become more organized and, um, you know, prioritize the things that I need to get done each day. And so that was really attractive to me and, um, started working in the office, did that for a year and then got out in the field and have slowly been working my way up since then. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm fortunate to say I'm one of those people that actually do love their job. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. That's the right decision. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So that, that's um, probably a pretty good balance yeah. for you then, right? Of like, you know, you, you still get to get outside and 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 uh, yeah, it's an awesome balance because you can work in the office when you want to, and um, you know, get your clerical work done, but you're also able to drive around and get out there and get muddy and and walk jobs and new construction sites and see a you know, a hotel or a million square foot building go from a wooded lot to the finished product. So right. being able to see that all the way through and then watching the different phases of construction and building those relationships along the way of, um, are pretty cool and pretty rewarding. So, um, you know, also use, you know, some of my buddies that are in these different trades are great resources when you have something to go wrong at your house to say, Hey, can you come over and help? Me <laughs> That's and, a good point. Uh, hey, can you come figure you know, I've, I've saved a lot of money that way too. So, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it's, it, that's something that, you know, I've even thought about, you know, well, let's get into some rental stuff. We've got enough friends now in the industry that, you know, they can help teach us and send some of their crew over to do that. So yeah. Um, yeah. all those things have all been a plus. Yeah. That's, 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 that's funny. That's good. So uh -huh. who, uh, who are your like target customers and, uh, and clients at H&E? Yeah. So I look for, um, we've made a partnership with John Deere equipment. So, um, I've been trying to target earth moving customers. Um, you know, guys that are doing heavy civil work or, you know, uh, grading, um, people like that. I also deal with, you know, every large trade between plumbing, HVAC, roofing, um, concrete. So um, customers like that that take on larger projects um, have been my focus now that I've gotten here to Atlanta. Um, as a whole, we like mom and pop companies all the way up to guys that are doing 10, 20 million a year um, in rental spend. Yeah. So um, finding a good balance in that is uh really important but yeah so it's, it's pretty broad but i've been putting more of a focus on you know heavy civil contractors and uh grading contractors to uh kind of ramp up our dirt fleet business. yeah 
Yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah, so like, and what's what, what is fascinating to me is you know when you think of at least for me when I think of John Deere, I don't necessarily think of like um, of earth moving and and more civil stuff. I think of more like agricultural machinery and and, uh-huh. and that type of stuff. So is yeah, that something new for John Deere and, or or? Yeah, and so like John Deere excavators, John Deere bulldozers. Um, here has track skids. Um, also, you know, some people refer to them as bobcats. But, yep. Um, so yeah, they they've got a ton of that, and I'm a country boy myself, so I can definitely relate with the agricultural equipment and yeah, you know, thinking about corn or you know your dad mowing his grass with his John Deere <laughs> with his little um, ride along tractor, a lawnmower, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Cold beer and waving at the neighbors as he's cutting grass. <laughs> So, um, how long has yeah, John, John Deere, how long has John Deere been in yeah. the been in the that industry? Uh, I think since you know the sixties. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I'd hate to to quote you on something I don't know, but um, they've always had backhoes and excavators as long as I can remember. Um, and so H and E partnered with them in 2018, and uh, it's, it's been a great relationship ever since. Um, so I'm really excited about that and. Their customer service has been excellent, um, and customers love them. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of like one of those things that you want a Chevy or a Ford, <laughs> Caterpillar and John Deere yeah. uh, to, to a lot of guys. So, yeah. um, both great machines, and it's just personal preference at that point once you get to, you know, the level of like a Ford or a Chevy. Right, right, right. That makes sense. So what's the uh, – um, in regards to kind of like the, what John Deere is doing and just equipment in general, what's, what do you see that's, um, that's coming out in, in regards to technology and stuff? Cause it does seem like, you know, this equipment is, is definitely getting more technology oriented and, and, and that type of stuff. Yeah. So, um, one thing just to, um, that I've seen, you know, in our industry is they're coming out with apps, whether it's John Deere or some of our other companies that we work with, um, you're able to pull all the data. So you know how many hours it runs, um, what sort of fuel economy you're getting on a machine, um, all your fluids, whether it's hydraulic, death, stuff like that. Um, you're able to track it. And sometimes if we have a customer that says, hey, I called this machine off of rent four months ago, and we're showing that, you know, I don't know who you talk to. We can go back and look at it. And if we see that the machine has sat idle, um, it hasn't moved, then, you know, I'm happy to write the credit and say, you know, well, one of our reps must have forgotten to call it off. Or on the flip side is, well, hey, you were putting 160 <laughs> hours a month on this machine. Right. I, I think we may need to revisit this. Um, that's something that's changed. They're also going to um, – and this is just in the industry with all equipment, not, not John Deere, but, um, you know, electric keypads. So it's like a pin number you can yeah. put in to start it because on jobs, Patty and their brother has all the keys to all the machines <laughs> and whether they're paying to rent it or not, if you're not there, somebody else likely will jump on it and use all your fuel or damage the machine. Um, so something that I'm seeing come out, recently is this year is keypads yeah so say marty if, if you rented it they would give you a keypad number with five other numbers um to give to your five employees or something um and so that's kind of something to protect the customer um you know that's that's a wave of the future 
Um, I was always, when I started, it was, hey, we hid the key under the seat or <laughs> in the glove box. Right. Look there and take it home with you or you find a hiding spot for it. Um, so, you know, that's something different. And just a lot of things with apps and being able to read gauges from, you know, your RPM, fuel usage, um, GPS, the whole nine yards is, has really come a long way than it was, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. And that's probably pretty interesting too, because I, I, I assume you could like tie the user to their usage, right? And so you can see if, sure. if one user is, uh, you know, possibly abusing. Yeah, putting more hours than yeah. the other person. And sometimes people even like to, um, you know, they'll split cost and say, hey, you know, let's split the, the rental on this. And, you know, one will use it half the time or the other half. And now that they're able to, to see our usage, depending on who it is, they can kind of separate that out for themselves but yeah uh, yeah yeah work a do, little bit more so do you find that the like the apps and like the the fact that the that the machines are becoming more smarter that their uptime is is or their let's say like this that their downtime is less frequent that they're you know they have more yeah than they do than they i used think to. so um we're able to diagnose problems quicker in our rental fleet with um some of our different manufacturers we work with um, so that way a service tech doesn't have to go out there, look at the machine. He can already kind of have a heads up of, you know, it's low on this fluid or this is wrong. Um, hydraulic lines broken. So they can go ahead and get those uh, materials to head out there and, and get it done the first time rather than diagnosing, running to a shop to pick it up and, and going back. Um, and also something that we have with H&E is our own app. It's a website portal. App is coming later 2020, we're being told. But, um, you know, you can see everything that you have on rent and you can divide it out to job specific, um, machine specific. So just technology in general from, you know, the rental side to the actual machines has, has come a long way. And it's making it easier for a lot of people to stay organized rather than losing that piece of paper. Right. That they had everything wrote down on or, um, you know, about whatever methods that they were using through their bookkeeping and filing cabinets, um, and especially seeing um, younger guys, you know, coming up the ranks now that are more computer savvy that like that. Um, I think it's been a big benefit. And, you know, I always tell my old timers that I work with is I write stuff down on pen and paper too. So <laughs> exactly. you know, I don't fall to, but I've got to use my computer as much as possible. So uh, whatever way works for you is, um, you know, we're here to accommodate you for that. And, yeah. um, you know, we're running reports. I've, I've got reports of jobs that we've had 180 machines on and trying to do that by hand is, is not an efficient way to do it. So <laughs> no, I, I find myself yeah, I'm running those reports too and having to teach it to myself. And then once you learn it, you know, it's your go-to then. It saves you so much time. And, yeah. yeah. So things are becoming a lot more efficient. And, um, you know, especially with GPS too, knowing where it's sitting and um, for employers, knowing if they're, you know, I know project managers that you know, got five different jobs in five different states. And, you know, so is this crew really working today? They're able to pull up to see if that machine's moving or not. And at what time? Were you there at 7 a.m.? And should I be paying my guy at 7 or did he get there at 9? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, that's really helped out. Um, 
customer cost as well and keeping people honest. So right. that was a pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because then you could, yeah, then you could also see like, well, how much do they get done? And right. And so like how productive. Right. Now you see yeah. what, you know, what the equipment, what the equipment is actually used, used and then how, and then you can obviously get a report of what work was performed. Right. Yeah, you see what sort of productivity they're getting done per day, and especially on a lot of these tight jobs. Um, Let's see. So, how do you think, um, like autonomous or automation, uh, autonomous vehicles or automation, is going to affect the the um, the equipment industry? Um, you know, I think that a lot of it, as for what I see right now. Automation would be good for a lot of things, but I think things change so much on job sites that having that skilled labor running the machines is still pretty important. Um, if it was something like, say, if you were building all the same type of Burger Kings or CVSs, you know, that may be something where that would come into play and help out a lot. Um, but I think that the skilled labor is still pretty high. And, actively searching for, you know, guys that run motor graders or excavators. Um, those are things that if you can get a really good operator, you can run at a higher efficiency rate. But, you know, things are always changing with dump trucks and weather and conditions, especially working in the dirt. And, um, I think we may be a little ways out from that. But, um, Kind of similar but different as I see a lot of guys now say if their office is in Atlanta and they got a job site in Miami or Jacksonville they're using drones to stay flying over the job sites so they can actually get a live feed of what's going on and conditions and uh, stuff like that so that's yeah. something new that's come out lately is uh, I've been in a few offices watching live feeds of drones flying over that's that's crazy and so they're and then they're controlling those drones from their home office yes yeah yeah so um yeah they'll have um some of them sub out companies that do that and others are actually you know they got an employee that, that runs the drones so you know, <laughs> sure you're wearing your hard hat and your ppes so. right exactly making sure <laughs> uh -huh. that's that's crazy yeah, so I mean, when I, when I heard one flying over a job today, and I looked up, and I was like, you know, yeah, that's there it is. <laughs> a contractor. Um, they're not on site today, but the eyes are in the sky. So, you know, those are in, um, innovative ways to stay connected with what's going on, especially when guys have four or five projects spanning, you know, the southeast, and they want to stay connected. And, you know, right. Like I said, going back to accountability with people is, is really important. So, right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I I didn't know that people were doing that, where they could you know uh, control the drones remotely and kind of use it as just a check in and, and everything. That's that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Do you um do you have you noticed any you know as like obviously you know the big thing on like just consumer vehicles and consumer equipment and stuff is to become much more efficient, right? Like like fuel efficient and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that um, that there's been a big there's been big progress there on the on the heavy equipment side um can you repeat that one time yeah so like um in the like in the consumer 
consumer world, like vehicles and everything, you know, the, the big thing is how fuel efficient it is and how, yes. um, you know, the miles per gallon, obviously, and stuff like that. Have you noticed that that is carried over to the equipment side and, and people are, are demanding that? Um, yeah, a lot of things um, have kind of changed over the couple of years. Uh, they've come out with a, it's called Tier 4 Final, which is an emissions, um, basically an emissions system on each machine to reduce the pollution coming out of them. Um, you know, we're seeing that machines are taking death fluid now, just like, you know, your diesel trucks would. Um, so it went from Tier 3 to Tier 4. Some of these machines are actually clean enough where they say you can put your mouth around the muffler and there's wow. no exhaust fumes where you can run them inside a lot of these big warehouses that um, people are building for, you know, all, everybody's doing online shopping. So all these storage warehouses that are coming up. Um, so you're actually able to run a diesel machine inside a uh, warehouse most times if they do have, you know, these tier four and, and other emissions on there. Um, so I've seen that. And, uh, I'm not sure about fuel economy. I'm sure that it has improved with that, but I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of these machines like to run at high RPMs. So you, know, you are burning a fair amount of fuel, but with some of these apps with manufacturers, you can actually see where that sweet spot is, where you run your RPMs to get the best gas mileage. Oh, really? Um, and, you know, a lot changes, too, because you can have times where an excavator is moving all day loading dump trucks and other days when they're, you know, digging out a pond and moving a little bit slower. Um, so it, it always varies. I have a lot of questions where, you know, how much, um, how many miles a gallon does this thing get or how many hours a gallon can I get out of this? And, you know, it really depends on the operator and how that works. Um, so it's it's kind of you know are you gonna run it really hard all day or right less but um at least as far as the emissions go that's something that uh, we've seen change and you know with that comes other service issues and you know computer codes that may pop up trying to protect the machine and different systems that are running but um, you know all good things yeah and so do you see have you seen that the that the equipment is still maintains the same power? Yes. Yeah, it's still running the same power. Um, they do do a thing called regen where it cleans the machine from that soot. Kind of like when you see an F-250 blow black smoke out or something. Right. Um, during that time, they, they usually will, re they will lower the power, but you're able to work through that. It takes about 15 to 30 minutes, and then it's back to full power as it does that regeneration process. Um, but as far as the equipment power overall, it, uh, it's just as strong as it ever was. That's, yeah, that's impressive. That's cool. <laughs> How has, so, you know, obviously the, the big thing recently has been the, the COVID stuff. How has that affected, um, affected H&E and, and also the construction industry that you've seen? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's been a really weird time for everybody. We've been blessed. We're an essential business. Um, I've actually had some of my best months um, through this coronavirus, whether, you know, guys are still working, um, you know, taking precautions on job sites where it's, you know, may, may just be one trade at a time. 
Um, so you may just have your drywall people out there, or your concrete guys, um, but they're still plugging along working. So for that, you know, we've been really lucky. Um, we've been kind of monitoring our spending um, just to make sure that we're protected in case something crazy happens, but we fully expect this to go away sooner than later, we hope, I hope. Um, but having good, it's all about really good relationships. I, uh, I kind of pride myself. I work hard to build those relationships. Like I was saying earlier, my customers are some of my closest friends now. I'd be there for them any day of the week and they'd be there for me. So that's really kept us tight and bonded together through this, knowing that this is very strange. Everybody's worried about getting sick, but we're both still trying to work and do it the most efficient way we can and, and stay busy. So um, I just feel really blessed to have those good customers and that they're also essential. So they're out there working and a lot of these deadlines aren't changing due to budget issues. So right. you know, they're out there trying to get it done. Um, something I'm kind of seeing is new starts. You know, they're still letting people bid, but start dates are getting pushed back just to kind of see what's going to happen. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with upcoming jobs, but everything current and existing is, you know, hasn't missed a beat. Um, I see. I stay busy on the phone all day, yeah. uh, every day. I mean, Memorial Day, I have people calling trying to get stuff for Tuesday. Wow. Um, so, I mean, for that, we've been really lucky, and I feel fortunate to be with a company that, you know, is supporting me and supporting their customers. And, you know, delivery drivers are wearing masks and gloves. We'll email the contract to sign rather than have to hand somebody a pen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just making people feel comfortable and, and try not to get in people's space has been really important for us. And, you know, maintaining, you know, that, that safety factor where, um, you know, if you just want us to drop it off, we've been sanitizing all the machines before they go out and when they come back, which is a first. You don't really think of no. <laughs> your construction equipment when you're weeding through cigarette butts on the board and stuff like that. But, uh, right. Um, that's something that, you know, we needed to step up and do. And, um, you know, the feedback I've gotten from customers has been really good. Um, and, you know, it's, as far as the offices where my job comes in, uh, especially in Atlanta, we'll be in a um, high metro area. You know, a lot of people have kept their doors closed. Right. So it's trying to call and, and do new cool things like Zoom meetings and, um, Speaking of one of my friends, there's an app where you know, I wanted to kind of do an introduction to myself, show the equipment that they had, so I could just you know text you a quick video, send you an email with it on there to give that personal feel, um, rather than making people feel uncomfortable. Because you could go yeah. in one office where they act like nothing's wrong, come on in, or you could walk in another one and you're getting a stare, and you know you might offend somebody, and that's never my my aim is always to make people feel comfortable and want to be welcomed. Um, so it's kind of walking that gray area and just making calls ahead of time to see, you know, taking people's temperature. You know, yeah. Are you willing to eat or is it better if we do a Zoom call? Um, but, yeah. You know, at least construction staying steady for now and it'll be interesting just to kind of see what the economy does. And usually every election year is slows down a little bit in construction but um 
you know, right now we've had a great 2020 so far. It's, it's been very strange, but yeah, um, we're getting through it. And, you know, we still got to keep our, our lights on at my house. So I've been hitting the streets hard and, and on the phone a lot. Absolutely. I think all in all, uh, the construction industry is weathering this coronavirus pretty well. Just because, you know, luckily working outside and, you know, the guys that are in the office, you know, can work from home as far as, you know, trying to do jobs. And, um, I think, you know, I wonder what the stock in Zoom is right now, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> what Zoom was before. And everybody I talk to is talking about Zoom. Exactly. So, yeah. It's neat to see how technology can still keep us linked together while we're far apart. So I'll be interested to see what businesses that had employees in the office that are working from home because now shoot we're at what three months you can kind of figure out if your company can still make money from working from home or not if you need to spend that 30 grand a month in rent on some absolutely place. and you just meet once a month for a team building event yep. at top golf and do some stuff like that and limit your costs so um, yeah i think that we're watching the world change in front of our eyes right now yeah, I agree. I think it'll, you know, I, that's what we've seen as well. And, you know, from, from our side is that construction is, has continued and, and things are still, you know, marching forward. But, um, you know, I think that there's definitely going to be, uh, you know, some ripple effects of like how, of how we operate as a society and stuff. And, and you know, I think that, I think there's going to be a lot of businesses like you just said, that question, um, do they even need to be paying for that rent or that, you know, that, that building that they have for their offices when people can just work from home. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just funny now too. We were, um, getting pickup or takeout the other day and we saw somebody cough, you know, and then they grabbed the bag. Yeah. And we, we, we paused for a minute. We're like, oh, wow. But it was, you know, six months ago, we probably wouldn't even have noticed. Right. Exactly. So it is wild how you know, this can really, change your thinking to germs and how you can be the cleanest when literally six months a year ago it was never a thought right and um, you know trying to find out where you want to grab the door handle to the gas station that's touched the least exactly yeah we sit back me and Sam we sit back and laugh at that but um, you know it's, it's definitely different yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the changes are and, and stuff, you know, obviously three months from now, six months from now, but even years down the road, right? Like there will definitely be a ripple effect to this. So. Yeah. That and just travel. Um, that's something that we've limited um, our staff, you know, we haven't done any air travel since. Right. I think it was, you know, end of February or something like that when it was first kind of started. Yep. You know, coming to light and, um, so we've all been grounded, um, itching to get back out there and things go back to normal. Yeah, but then at the same time, you've kind of learned like, okay, there's other ways to go about this as well, right? Yeah. So now you're definitely yeah, going to think twice of like, hey, do I really need to go get on that plane right now or can I just, mm -hmm. uh, can I just handle this remotely? Right. And like one thing that um, I was telling some of our younger reps is, you know, I do like this, I'll FaceTime. Yeah. You know, customers. And they're like, oh, you FaceTime, you know, another guy. And I'm like, you know, it sounds weird, but, you know, it's something that adds that personal connection and just being able to see somebody's face. Um, Absolutely. It definitely, I don't know the right way to put it, but it kind of warms your heart to them. Like, yeah. 
know, you can have that tighter connection where you say, hey, how are you doing? You look good today. And then you, you talk to them a month later, you can kind of tell, um, you know, how they're feeling, how their mood is rather than, you know, just a simple phone call. And it's something that isn't done all the time. And it's, um, you know, kind of showed for me, it feels like I care a little bit more when somebody does FaceTimes me and, um, you know, kind of shows that I've got their full attention. They're not on the phone um, doing something on their computer or, or these other things. You get that um, full attention. I, and I think that adds value um, in certain cases. Talking about so, right. Uh, you know. Yeah. And it, it just, you know, I think it, uh, it shows that there's a human on the other side too. Right. And yeah. Like, and, you know, I, people know that, but, but I think seeing that just this mm-hmm. too. So. And it's like, um, you know, you being in sales too, it's, I get people that email me all the time for trucking and different stuff and don't know them, never seen their face, throw it in the junk file. Yeah. But when you see that, you're like, that sentimental value comes where you don't want to, you know, people don't want to tell you no as easily, um, or they can at least relate and go, when they see your email or they see your name, they can put a face with it. And, exactly. Um, you know, little things like that just... Um, for me, in my personal life, it makes a huge difference because um, yeah. you know, I like knowing who I'm talking to. Yeah, absolutely, right, and having that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, we were talking, you know, like when we were kids, we didn't have phones or anything like that. Sammy's a teacher, and second graders are able to text and type right. and <laughs> all this online learning, and I'm like, I think the first time I got on a computer other than computer lab playing um, Oregon Trail was probably like sixth graders. <laughs> um, second graders are fluent typers now. Um, it's, you know, it's just amazing the difference of, you know, what 20, 30 years can do. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think this is this has been great, Blake. I I, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate you, yeah, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing sharing uh, a little bit about you and H E and everything like that. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I appreciate it.